How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. The most important thing, we trust one another. What happened, we trusted one another, and uh, that's why we came up with uh, the win. The head coach. Um, you know, we're just going to have to be more disciplined. He's going to have to be more disciplined. And the fans. We have some talented players, no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to compete at this level of the NBA with what we have going on. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show. Presented by Palermo Screamin' Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Now, here's Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks win 130-113 to tonight down at the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans over Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show presented to you by Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, I'm your host, the Mayor, Mitch Ross. Hanging out with you, taking your calls at 414-799-1250. The chairman of the DJ Wilson fan club, other side of the glass, Evan hanging out, Nick Bodie hanging out, producing the show as well. Again, here on The Fan. Bucks win 130-113, to kind of a... Just a meh game, I guess, down there in New Orleans. Bucks do get the job done. Snap their three-game road losing streak. I guess I got a little bit worried there for a second in the fourth quarter. The Bucks kind of pulled away. Uh, 45-41 to 41 was the scoring in that third quarter. I think I'll, the Pelicans must have scored 15 uh, late in the third quarter to kind of make that. The Bucks really pulled away in the third quarter, but the Pelicans really tried to do their best to hang around as best as they could, despite Anthony Davis and that whole... That whole mess of a situation down there in New Orleans, you kind of saw it firsthand, um, the situation uh, for the first time this year if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan uh, as they were down there in New Orleans for the one and only time this season. Kind of a weird situation. I know they were kind of touching on it on both broadcasts, how Anthony Davis is only playing 21, 22 minutes a game since the All-Star, or since the, yeah, the All-Star break, trade deadline area. Um so sure enough, he was at about that 21, 22-minute mark, and uh, they pulled him out, and I'm sure the Pelicans could have used him tonight, but the Bucks do hang on, get the 130-113 victory. And the Mayor Mitch Ross here with you. 414-799-1250, taking your reaction to this one. Uh, also going to throw out a, a topic as well in a minute here, but first I'm going to go inside the box score and take a quick look at the numbers for tonight's Bucks 130-113 victory over the Pelicans. How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and commercial audio video. Simply done right. ABCAudioVideo.com This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. 
Time now to go inside the box score. Here on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show. Well, first we'll start with Giannis Dedekumbo. 24 points tonight in 26 minutes on 7 of 13 shooting. 0 of 4 from beyond the three-point line. 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Those free throws seem to improve, uh, have improved dramatically since that last road trip. Nine rebounds for Giannis, two of them offensive, five assists, six turnovers again tonight for Giannis. Four fouls, kind of a funky game for Giannis. Some ticky-tack calls early. Uh, he was thrown off his usual rotation in that first half, but was able to uh, end up with 24 points somehow. A lot of putbacks and stuff like that. Again, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc tonight for Giannis Dedekumbo. Chris Middleton, 23 points to pace the Bucks offensively as well. The second-leading scorer, 9 of 18 from the floor in 30 minutes. Two of six from beyond the arc, three of three from the line. Five rebounds, seven assists. His passing was absolutely fantastic on some of those pick and rolls uh, with Brooke Lopez there for sure in the first half. Seven assists again for Chris Middleton, just two turnovers, plus 20 on the night for Chris Middleton. Speaking of Brooke Lopez, 30 minutes for him, 13 points, five of 10 shooting, one of five from beyond the arc. Bucks struggled overall from three again tonight. Two of two from the line for Brooke Lopez, eight rebounds, two assists. Two blocks for Splash Mountain. And again, 13 points plus 24 for Brooke tonight. 29 minutes for Eric Bledsoe. 14 points and then 6 of 15 shooting. One of three from beyond the arc himself. One of two from the line. Six rebounds, five assists, two steals, and two turnovers for Eric Bledsoe. Malcolm Brogdon, just 20 minutes tonight, interestingly enough, after struggling in San Antonio so bad. 7 of 10 from the floor tonight in just 20 minutes. Um, 18 points for Malcolm. 2 of 4 from beyond the three-point line. 2 of 2 from the line. Uh, one rebound, two assists, two steals, a couple of turnovers as well for Brogdon. Off to the bench, Nikola Miritich, 24 minutes off the bench tonight, 14 points, 4 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 5 from the three-point line, 5 of 6 from the free-throw line, and four rebounds, two assists, and a turnover for Nikola Miritich. 17 minutes for Ursan Ilyasova as well, 1 of 4 from the field, 0 of 2 from the line, 1 of 2 from the free-throw line, two rebounds and assists, and a block for Ursan Ilyasova, just three points tonight. Dante DiVincenzo, three points as well in 13 minutes off the bench. One of one, it was a three-pointer, two rebounds, and that'll do it for Dante DiVincenzo tonight in just 13 minutes. Pat Connaughton, a big 24 minutes off the bench uh, for the Bucks tonight, four of eight from the floor, nine points, one of three from beyond the arc. He's under 30% from three for the season. Seems to be having some bad misses of late as well. So um, I guess really the majority of the season since about that first month. Uh, as Pat Connaughton kind of, you know, been a subpar three-point shooter. 11 rebounds, though, for Pat Connaughton, so one point away from a double-double for Pat Connaughton. Tony Snell, 27 minutes off the bench from Tony Snell tonight, 4 of 8 from the floor as well, 1 of 3 from 3, uh, and 0 of 1 from the free-throw line, just that technical foul there. You saw Tony significantly short on that technical foul shot, but Bucks would hang on, so I'm not going to hold it to him. Four rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. One big block you hear coming up here in a second, Tony Snell, again, with nine points on four of eight shooting. Bucks shoot 48 of 97 from the floor. That's 49.5% after being just 33% after the first quarter, that ugly, ugly first quarter. The game was tied at 23 after that first quarter, and again, a big second half uh, from the Bucks and really both teams. Little defense played on either side of the floor. Uh, 10 of 36 from the three-point line, that's 28%. And 24 of 28 from the free throw line for your Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks out rebound the Pelicans 52 to 50. As the Pelicans shoot just 43% and 10 of 47 from beyond the arc. 
They took 47 threes. I believe they were 3 of 27 in the first half. Uh, so you knew that would even out a little bit, but still, they shoot just 21% from beyond the arc. Bucks win 130 to 113. Go to 51 and 17 on the season, improve their lead in the Eastern Conference. Now they're back up to three games over the Toronto Raptors, who lost last night in Cleveland, of all places, big time. So the Bucks again go up three games again over the Toronto Raptors for that number one seed and 24 and 12 away from the Pfizer Forum. Bucks continue their road trip on Friday night in Miami. And uh, as they look to get another road victory, I want to ask you guys tonight, 414-799-1250, hit us up on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash 1057FMTheFan. Hit us up on Twitter at 1057FMTheFan. If you believe the Bucks have another gear that they can get to, another another level, um, you know what, we, what I'm trying to say here, with the teams like contender, true contenders seem to have, teams like the Warriors where they just, they have a huge third quarter all the time and, you know, really get rolling offensively and, and, and defensively and turning defense into offense. Uh, the the Bucks did that in the third quarter tonight, uh, no question, to kind of put their stamp on it. Uh, now, the last half of the third quarter wasn't, nice, wasn't as nice, but they really kind of put made their mark on this game in that third quarter. And I'm just curious if you guys think that the Bucks have sort of that extra level they can get to to carry them through the postseason and playing into mid-June as everybody seems to uh, have their expectations at at this point because they're going to need uh, – Another another gear, I think, where a night like like tonight where Giannis is in foul trouble in the first half and doesn't really get rolling until the second half, and then he's out of his rhythm, and some of the guys aren't necessarily shooting great. Now the Bucks were, again, facing a, a pretty lifeless team, and I, and I couldn't believe how much of a struggle the kind of the first quarter and a half was, and then there were some stretches in that second half where you're just like, why is it so hard to play defense against the Pelicans? I mean, it's Ian Clark. It's Alfred Payton's hitting threes, and it's just... Guys were getting were to their spots, but the Bucks would tighten it up whenever they had to and uh, got the job done tonight. But asking you guys, 414-799-1250, if you think the Bucks have the ability to get to another gear um, as we head down the stretch here. And, and, and I mean, maybe that kind of ties into resting guys and, you know, because the other thing too with, with Bud, Coach Bud, earlier in this game in the first quarter, he was not happy with his team as they were not getting back on defense not getting any 50-50 balls. The hustle just wasn't there for pretty much the entire first quarter. And you saw, you know, and I think it was Marcus Johnson on, on the broadcast in Fox Sports Wisconsin who said, you know, he's not happy and, and you got to – but he said you can't play with your food, I think was what he said, because you, you, you can't expect the team to lollygag around if you're going to lollygag with lineups. And I think you saw that on Sunday against the Spurs where on a back-to-back you kind of thought the Bucks would rest a couple of guys kind of like they did in Utah – they didn't do that. They played a full 48 minutes two nights in a row. And and I wonder if that is by design to, to get the Bucks to kind of playing, firing in all cylinders as we head towards the postseason. I mean, I, I guess, you know, it depends on what you prefer. Do you, would you prefer the team to rest guys and just and just keep them and keep them fresh? Or would you rather have the team uh going on all cylinders as we head towards the last just what 15 games left in the season? 13 games. 
14 games left in the in the 2018-19 season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks win 130 to 113-414-799-1250. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Let's get to the defensive play of the game. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops postgame show. Presented by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. Pelicans had 15 turnovers on the night. The Bucks had 13 turnovers. So the Bucks do indeed win the turnover battle again tonight in a 130 to 113 victory. Your defensive play of the game, Tony Snell. Tony Snell did what? He goes up, blocks the shot. It would lead to a bucket on the other end. Oh, Tony Snell blocks Darius Miller. That's how you contest a three-point shooter. Yanis, yes, all the way around and down for out of the combo. Going to get to. There you go. That heard it, that highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Giannis doing his best to close down the victory there as well. Twenty-four points with many of them coming in the fourth quarter. Seven of thirteen overall from the floor for Giannis in just twenty-six minutes tonight in a Bucks one thirty to one thirteen victory down at the Smoothie King Center. Mayor Mitch Ross in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight. Evan, on the other side of the glass, the chairman of the DJ Wilson fan club. I guess you'd call me the president then. I don't know. He didn't play at all tonight, unfortunately. Neither did Paul Gasol, though, so I guess we can stop that argument for at least a couple of hours here uh, on 105.7 FM. The fan, shout out to Cronenwetter. Getting a lot of discussion as well during the game. That was the fourth quarter shootout. That is indeed my hometown of... All of five or six thousand people, whatever it's up to, that's that's crazy. That that a small village in northern Wisconsin uh, got the got the shot out tonight on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Bucks win one thirty to one thirteen. More of the pick and save Milwaukee probes post game show coming up next on the fan. You're listening to the pick and save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post game show. What play had you screaming? Brought to you by Palermo Screaming Sicilian Premium Frozen Products and Craft Pizzas. Bucks win 130 to 113 down in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. Mayor Mitch in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight. Evan Heffelfinger, other side of the glass. Nick Bodie hanging out as well, other side of the glass, producing the show. We'll have a sports flash up coming for you here in about 20 minutes or so. Lot to get here yet on lot to get to here tonight yet on the show. We'll hear from Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. Take your calls, 414-799-1250. Put an eye on the enemy, get you a Chili's MVB before we get out of here tonight as well. Yes, the Bucks did play a game tonight. I know the the Packers had taken the uh the forefront of the Wisconsin sports landscape today with all the free agency moves. It was like a Christmas morning for a Packer fan where it's something you haven't really, it was like your first Christmas. You haven't experienced it uh, where you have a team that's going out and uh, making moves. So I totally dig that. The screaming play of the game. 
Malcolm Brogdon, another extremely efficient night, 18 points on 7 of 10 shooting. 2 of 2 from the line as usual, 2 of 4 from 350%. I'll take that. Still working on that 50, 40, 90 slash lines for him uh, this year. I'd put him in pretty select company if he would make it the entire season, keeping keeping his numbers above those thresholds. He had a nice steal and a Giannis finish early in the second half. No hesitation off the front on the three-point attempt. Payton has it taken away. Brogdon, Giannis, lay-in. Good heads-up play by Malcolm Brogdon on the back tap. And highly courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin, Jim Paschke, Marcus Johnson on the call tonight from New Orleans. Again, there you go. There you saw right there early in the second half, the Bucks, after using a little spurt at the end of the first half, would carry that into the second half. The Certainly the majority of that third period was certainly advantage Bucks. And I'm asking you tonight at 414-799-1250. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter if you think the Bucks have the ability to get to maybe another level as they head down the stretch here with just a you know, a dozen or so games, I think it's 14 off the top of my head, games left in the season and as even as they head back into the playoffs uh, this year. Hopefully they'll have the one seed home court advantage. I know the fans will be certainly rowdy as the Bucks begin the, the postseason. I know there's been a lot of discussion and consternation on the part of Bucks Nation whether or not, uh, you know, the crowds have been in it and, you know, do Bucks fans hang on every basket? No, probably not. But I think that when something warrants celebration and uh, you know a great applause, you saw a hustle play the other night on Saturday in the Bucks' last home game. You know, a hustle sequence there led by Dante Divincenzo, where the fans gave a standing ovation to the team. Now, I mean, I can't I can't think of many more other than that this year. But I mean, I know in the postseason, even in the Bradley Center, Bucks fans bring it. So I'm I'm, I'm really not that worried until we get to the postseason, whether or not Bucks fans are hanging on every single basket and going crazy like Warriors fans do, um, acting like they won the championship every time Steph Curry hits a three. It's it's almost annoying. So keep doing what you're doing out there, uh, Bucks Nation. And uh, But I would like to see the team hit another gear, and I, th- I think that they, they possibly do. I think you know Giannis talks all the time about how, how he's only at 60% of his potential, uh, and, and I tend to agree with that. I mean – he still needs work in that three-point shot. Now, if you look at the numbers, I don't have them in front of me, but his three-point shooting has improved as the season has progressed. And he is uh, just over 4 tonight, but and he was short on everything tonight, but, you know, he is a little nicked up, and I think that uh, if we they can just get him healthy, it's going to be a delicate balance down the stretch here um, of trying to be prepared for the playoffs and be firing in all cylinders but also be rested and ready to and rested and ready to go and be energized and reset because the season does essentially begin again. And if the season ended uh, today here, the Bucks I do believe would be facing the Miami Heat in the first round. And obviously, the Miami Heat have given the Bucks some fits um, over the last couple of years. Now, I would say that it seems like a lot of times when the when the Bucks play in Miami, it's a Sunday day game or. Um, a Boston to Miami back-to-back where the team is just at a significant disadvantage uh, coming in. So, um, I don't know. I think in a seven-game series, the Bucks can certainly handle the Heat. I would say no more than six games. Um, you got Detroit also at 34-32 and 32 with a seven seed as we speak. Brooklyn blew them out last night to move ahead at 36-33. and 33. So, probably going to be one of those teams. The Sixers won tonight as well. So did Indiana. So, those two are knotted up for the three-seed. Both at 43-25, I believe the Sixers do have the 
a tiebreaker in that one, uh, in that series as well, as they just beat the Pacers. Those two just played on Sunday. Uh, so the those guys are battling out for the three-seed. Toronto has clinched a playoff spot as well. Bucks go up three games. They return to three games over the Toronto Raptors at 51 and 17. Toronto sits at 48 and 20. Asking you guys, 414-799-1250, as the Bucks snap their three-game road losing streak. If they do have another gear that they can probably get to, uh, get some of your tweets here at 105.7 FM, the fan. JR tweets at 105.7 FM, the fan. Yes, they're coasting right now. The rotations are all over the place. No continuity. They are winning on talent right now. They definitely can dial it in a different level, saving it for the playoffs. Just need to hold the number one overall seed. Yeah, um, certainly a good thought. I, I don't know if they're coasting. A li- I guess a little bit they are. Maybe I'm just not used to having a Bucks team that's, I guess, head and shoulders above everybody in the East. I mean, I don't want to throw too much shade at Toronto, but uh, the Bucks do hold the 3-1 to one season series advantage there over that team. The rotations are indeed a bit all over the place, and I thought that a game like Sunday night in San Antonio uh, from Coach Bud, who you guys will hear from coming up a little bit later on the show, um, the rotation that was an opportunity to maybe get DJ Wilson a little bit of minutes, and you know I just I just believe that we haven't seen the last of DJ Wilson this season. I just refuse. I know Sparky sits up here and says he's done. Pau Gasol's taking his minutes. I just feel like there's gonna be a game or two. Where the where the Bucks are going to need him, and he is going to be a factor. His defense is certainly, and his and his energy and his his effort on the defensive end, tipping balls and stuff like that. He has been incredible on the on the defensive end. So I I do think that we haven't seen the last of DJ Wilson. Now Paul Gasol did not play at all tonight either, so we can sort of uh, get away from that debate for at least a couple of hours um, to see who's playing. Over those, but I mean, I don't, I don't even know if Pau Gasol is is really a a shoe in for a uh, a a spot in the playoff rotation. I just what you've seen from Pau is not not great. Did the last couple? I mean, he's just and I was a little bit nervous about this when they got Pau because I'm all for the championship pedigree and experience and etc. But at the same time, you have to be able to to, to provide something and uh, in, in the limited action in his defense. We really have not quite yet seen that, and I, there's to me there's no reason that the uh, DJ Wilson shouldn't see any more minutes. Let's go head out to the phone lines, talk to you guys, 414-799-1250, Mayor Mitch, in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Let's head out to Mike on the northwest side. Mike, you're up on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing tonight? Good, man. How are I'm, you? I'm calm. I, I think definitely the Bucks can get to the next gear. This, the NBA season is just so long, man. This is like the dog days of the NBA. Unless you're really fighting for, like, position or to get in, you know, these games get kind of tedious, especially a game like tonight in yeah. New Orleans. There's just no life in that arena. That whole situation with Anthony Davis yep. is just terrible. And, you know, there was no juice. But still, they played down to the competition, and they still won by, what, 15? Yeah. And this team is... Is great. You can see that there was no juice, but you know I'm waiting for the game against Philly. We'll see the difference when they play somebody with some competition. But I'm with you about Miami. That kind of worries me. I don't want Miami to get that eighth spot. Yeah, I think I, mean, I, I think, think they'll they beat Miami, them. but I, I would hate to see it go six or seven. That's for sure, and, right. and really get them. You know, the last thing I need is for Giannis to be playing 
seven games in the first round, to right. be honest with you. Exactly. Also, I don't want Boston to get that four. I want Boston to get the third spot. Third? They would basically have to play Toronto in the second round, so one of those two would be knocked out. I want Boston to get that third spot. So you're so thinking Boston you want to see Philly or, Philly or Indiana in that second round? Yep, yep. Either way, I don't care. I think we could beat either one of them. I don't want Boston in the second round. And that'll knock Boston or Toronto out, at least one of them. Those are the two main threats. If they play each other, one of them is going to be gone. But I hope Boston gets that third spot. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. There he is, Mike, on the northwest side at 414-799-1250. He does think the Bucks have another gear, and I tend to agree. I mean, you, as I said in the open of the show, kind of a mad game tonight down there in New Orleans with that whole situation, and the crowd is, you know, light. Kind of reminds you of the, uh, I don't know, 2012, 2013, 2013, 2014 Milwaukee Bucks at the BMO Harris-Bradley Center where some of those nights on like a Wednesday against Sacramento, you'd look up and there'd be maybe 8,000 people in the building, but not a problem uh, this year with the five-serve form and really the last couple of years. A lot, of, a lot to get excited about with this Milwaukee Bucks team, and you heard, heard a little bit about it there too. A good point from Mike as well that, what is it, this Sunday already? Yeah, they're, they're taking on the, the Philadelphia 76ers, a 2.30 tip-off on ABC, worldwide national television, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean. More households are going to see that game than they would an ESPN game. National television on ABC against this Joel Embiid, who's back and is looking better than ever, especially that game against Indiana. Uh, he's back, and uh, he comes to town as the Bucks will look to hold home court, and I'm, and I'm sure the fans are going to bring it down there if I serve for them. Coming up on Sunday afternoon, the Bucks go to Miami to continue this or finish up this road trip. That's a 7 p.m. Central Time tip-off in Miami. Then again, Philadelphia on Sunday. And then the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, we'll see if he plays coming up a week from tonight down at the Five Serve Forum. Let's put a quick look on tonight's enemy. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. Quick look now at the New Orleans Pelicans. As the Bucks beat them 130-113 to tonight, Anthony Davis played... At that 21-minute mark, he was 9 of 16 from the floor, 12 boards, 21 points for Anthony Davis in 21 minutes tonight. So the Bucks had little answer for him. Julius Randle, a big night as well. He led New Orleans with 23 points, 10 of 19 from the floor, 1 of 6 from 3. Pelicans shoot just 10 of 47 from beyond the arc. Anything else of note? Alfred Payton, 6 of 15. Darius Miller was a bit of a, you know what, in the end of the uh, second half there for sure. Jaleel Okafor, interesting and in, interestingly enough, the one guy on the Pelicans roster to not play in tonight's game. Interesting situation there. Again, I think we talked about it the other night, Sparky and myself, especially with this Anthony Davis situation. You would think that Okafor would be playing a little bit more for them, but he has not played at all recently. For the Pelicans. Very interesting to see. Head out to you guys again. Let's sneak in Aaron and Delafield. You're up on the fan. What's up, Aaron? Hey, I was just uh, wanted to call and give my piece on Paul Gasol and DJ Wilson with them not getting many minutes. Sure. I'm thinking that uh, they brought Paul Gasol in, 
You know, he played under Budenholzer in San Antonio, I think, and I think he was. No uh, I don't think he did. No, was Booty gone? Yeah, he was gone. He, well, he was in Atlanta for five years, Man. and Pa was only there the last two years. So okay, well, my mistake. Either, Either way, way, my my thought was, I feel like they may, maybe brought Casal in to be a mentor to those younger guys like DJ Wilson. Yeah, and give and you know share his experience and give them his what he knows get DJ better for the future because I think you're right. DJ should be on the floor more. Yeah. And I, and I think we'll see that, you know, maybe as Paul is able to practice with them and get to know them better. Right, right. Thanks for the call, Aaron. That's that's certainly a good point. And I, I definitely agree with you, and I think that is certainly the case. I just, you know, I guess we're at the point, though, where it's not really about mentoring. It, it is and it isn't, right? It's like, you know, we need to win games in the postseason and, and certainly down the stretch if you want to lock up that one seed. Again, the Bucks a three-game lead over the Raptors. They do have the season series tiebreaker as well, so it's almost like a four-game lead as we speak over the Raptors. But, I, you know, again, I get it. Pau Gasol was brought in for a uh, to be a mentor and a leadership in a leadership role. But, I, I, you know, San Antonio is also clinging to a playoff spot in the Western Conference. And would they really have let him go if he was really, you know, that good anymore. I, you know, I just, I hate to say it about a guy who's a legend and was probably my favorite player at one point in my life. I will definitely give him that, a, you know, a two-time NBA Finals champion. But he is a little bit older and he's not quite as fleet of foot, and you know, he's going to have to kind of take advantage of his of his opportunities that he's going to get because he's probably not going to play a whole lot. And that's kind of the way I personally prefer it. I, I have no problem with him being in the locker room, being with the guys on the sideline on the bench. You know, you know, what did you see here? You know, what happened here, that type of stuff, discussing and getting guys like D.J. Wilson in the right spot. Now, D.J. Wilson has to be on the court, I think, for that also to kind of transpire. So we will see what happens. We had a quick break here on the other side. We'll hear from Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. We'll also hopefully hear from Bucks and our, our Milwaukee basketball insider Matt Velasquez. Also look ahead to the game on Friday against Miami. We'll dig into that a little bit more, get you a Chili's MVP. That's all coming up next on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pros postgame show. Mayor Mitch in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight. Bucks win 130 to 113. More next on the fan. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. Bucks win 130-113. to 113. Mayor Mitch in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight. Your Bryant and Stratton X-Factor of the game. I'm going to go the three-point shooting of the New Orleans Pelicans and the Bucks limiting them to 21% from beyond the arc. 10 of 47 was New Orleans from beyond the arc. Big time uh, misses there from the Pelicans. Uh, you could count them up in the first quarter. It was ugly in that first quarter. Both teams unable to hit a shot. New Orleans 3 of 27 in the first half from beyond the arc. I guess an honorable mention would be Anthony Davis only playing 21 minutes, but you kind of knew going in either he was going to play limited minutes or play zero minutes, and he played tonight. It kind of felt like for a minute there they were going to leave him in for a little bit longer than that 21-minute restriction um, or seemingly restricted. That's not a public thing, but it seems to be that's where where he's been for about the last month or so as far as minutes for the Pelicans. And what an interesting situation that has been uh, down there in New Orleans. And, again, you saw it firsthand um, 
for the first time this year if you're a Bucks fan where it's just building's got no life. Anthony Davis is kind of walking around, going through the motions, putting up some shots, um, you know, trying to get his numbers, but also trying to not get hurt. And I think, especially for a guy who's had so many injury troubles, um, I don't have it in front of me, but I know he's, I think he's played over 65 games like once in his career. So it's, he's been, he's missed time, a lot of ticky tack, hand injuries, and stuff like that, where, you know, it almost seems like if the, the Pelicans ever played an important game, he would probably play in it, but I guess when you're uh, you know a little banged up, there's no sense in doing it. But it'll be interesting to see what happens to Anthony Davis in the offseason. Um, LeBron James and the Lakers tried their best to get him, but the league was, uh, I shouldn't say the league, but the, the Pelicans were not having it. They didn't want to get Kuzma, Ingram, Ball, and the entire roster outside of LeBron James, and I guess I don't really blame them because look at that team without LeBron James. The Lakers struggled. Now they've struggled mightily with LeBron James after falling apart once he got hurt. And they've been, been been unable to get it going again. So I think Brandon Ingram's a nice player. I you know I he killed the Bucks the other night and um, he was ten for ten I think at one point in that game and kind of came back down to earth as the Bucks would prevail in that game as well. So um, you know, so now the Pelicans have put themselves in a position where they have to play out the string with Anthony Davis here. Just a couple of games left for them. They're now 30 and 40 on the season. Uh, so just 12 games left for them to sort of play out the string and I guess see what they have for the future. You know, the Pelicans kind of screwed this thing all up with Anthony Davis. I mean, he was a guy who's been, you know, a stud for years when he when he does play and um you know, they got Julius Randle this offseason, which seemed to be a hand-in-glove fit. And that, you know, they, they do play in such a tough conference that it's really hard to say whether or not they, they'd probably be a playoff team in the Eastern Conference. They, they, I don't have any reservations on saying that. I think they'd probably sneak into that 6, 7, 8 seed, you know, if they were in the Eastern Conference, but they do have to play in the West. And they kind of built their team, I think, like a poor man's Warriors. I don't know what they were trying to do if they were just, they play small, play fast, shoot a lot of threes, and I, I just don't really, I think that it's not really, it is a copycat league, but I think it's important if you're going to, if you're going to copy a team or, or play that style, maybe have something that's, that's different or, or can go against the grain. And that's why I think the Bucks are so special because they can beat you in so many different ways. You want to play a 98, 97 grinder of a game like they did against the Boston Celtics coming out of the all-star break. They got that win albeit barely, but they got that win. They can do that. They can. They have the best defense in the league. Uh, if you look at you know, opponent field goal percentage and that type of thing, the Bucs can also score 130 points on you, no problem. I mean, the Bucs shot 10 of 36 from three tonight, which they've done worse this year, believe me, but that's not great either. That's 27.8% from three. And I mean, the Bucs, it seems like if they want to, they could probably score 150 a lot of nights. So they can beat you in so many different ways. They can go big. They can, the Bucs are certainly... A force to be reckoned with, no question about it. As they go to 51 and 17 on the season, still no other teams at the 50 win mark here. The Bucks' second 50 win season since I've been alive, I think. So that's uh, obviously great to see. Toronto sits at 40 and 48 and 20 bucks again, a three point lead or three game lead over Toronto for that Eastern Conference home court advantage. And the Bucks do indeed uh, hold a. Nice little lead over the Warriors in the Western Conference. The Warriors sit at 45 and 21. Getting home court advantage. God forbid you make it that far to the NBA Finals having home court advantage. Could you imagine that, Milwaukee? Down at Pfizer Farm, a brand new arena. A great ba- basketball team that plays in it. A superstar player, Giannis Dedekumbo. 
possible MVP, continues to strengthen his campaign as we as we go down the stretch here. Bucks, just a few games left in the season already. Again, fifty-one and seventeen. They get the one thirty to one thirteen win tonight. We're gonna get a quick sports flash from Nick Bodie on the other side. We'll hear from Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer after their victory tonight. Also go inside the locker room here from Chris Middleton. That's all straight ahead on the Milwaukee Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes post game show presented by Screaming Sicilian Frozen Pizza. More next on the fan. This is the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post game show. Let's get tonight's wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest priced auto parts around. This is the only station Bucks fans need. 1057 FM, The Fan. One thirty to one thirteen down in New Orleans. The Bucks get the win, fifty-one and seventeen, twenty-four and twelve, away from Fiserv Forum. They snap a three-game road losing streak with the victory tonight. Eric Bledsoe, twenty-nine minutes tonight, fourteen points, six of fifteen from the floor. He struggled, much like the entire team did in that first quarter, to really get anything to go in. The lid was on the basket for sure, but in the second quarter, Bledsoe would break through. Good defense in the paint without fouling. Bledsoe. Count it. Bledsoe finally able to score after going 0 for 6 the first time around in the game. There you go. 0 for 6 from the floor at that point before he would indeed get that one to go. Two of his 14 points in that highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Jim Paschke and Marcus Johnson on the call tonight down in New Orleans. Bucks win 132-113. Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer spoke after the game as well as he does each and every night. And we bring it to you here on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show each and every night. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer out tonight. Mayor Mitch in. Nick Bodie on the other side of the glass uh, producing the show, doing the updates, etc. Evan hanging out as well, the chairman of the DJ Wilson fan club. No DJ Wilson again tonight, so we'll see what's going on there. Maybe that's touched on as we hear from Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. You know, I think... The way this team plays, uh, they're still playing hard, playing lots of guys out there. It's not easy. Um, you know, I, I really think that we were not as sharp as we need to be, um, but I think you have to give them some credit. And third quarter, 45 to 41, it's just, you know, it's great offense, but not very good defense. So, But we were able to kind of lock down, start the fourth quarter and get a little bit of a cushion. So um, it's a road win. Those are always good in our league. Anything you would attribute to that kind of lack of days of will start? No, you know, it's just, uh, I think we just got to find the focus, find the urgency. Um, and it's it's certainly not easy, but winning in this league is not easy. Being really good in this league is not easy. Um, so you just got to keep digging deeper and find a way. Um, and there were stretches where we did that. You had said transition defense would be a key to tonight. They only scored 12 fast break points. Were you happy with the results there? Yeah, uh, that I don't know how the NBA keeps fast break points. So um, I, I did not think it was very good in the first half. We had a lot of examples on film. Uh, the second half did feel better. Um, so you know, I don't know what they had in the first versus the second, but it felt like we did a much better job in the second half. Offense a little slow to get going. How how important were Chris and Malcolm and what they were able to do in that third quarter to get you guys moving a little bit? Yeah, you know, Chris came out with a like a flurry to give us a, a nice um, start to the third quarter, and then Malcolm made some good plays and. You know, the first half, maybe it feels we missed a lot of layups, too. Maybe the first half feels differently. Maybe we're not in transition defense as much if we make more layups. Um, But, 
you know, you're not going to make them all. We've got to be better getting back. So, But Malcolm and Chris were great to start the third quarter. We talked about Malcolm before. Just to have a 50-40-90 guy as nominally your second, third, fourth, fifth option, whatever you want to call him, just, just how important has that been for him and for you guys this season? Yeah, no, he's been invaluable. You know, every night it can be somebody different. For a four- or five-minute stretch, it can be somebody different. And, you know, obviously um, everybody's stepped up and made big plays. And he just, you know, such, shoots it at such a high rate. The three balls are big, and then he's making layups. It's just a great combination, you know, really efficient for us. Um, so, yeah, he's been huge. What's the, the process of deciding when to take the starters out at the end? Obviously, we've had, had a couple games recently where it's been up and down. Teams get a little bit closer, but just how do you make those calls? Yeah, a lot of it's gut. You know, I certainly would love to, you know, save our guys some wear and tear and um, feel like we're pretty aggressive about taking them out. And, um, you know, a couple times, you know, teams have gone on 5-0 runs, 7-0 runs and maybe had to put them back in. Um, it's mostly a feel, gut thing. You know, where are we on a road trip? Where are we in our schedule? Um, you know, so there's no, like, hard and fast rule. Yeah, I said four fouls early in the third quarter. You trusted him to stay in there, and he validated that trust. Just what goes into yeah. keeping him out there? Yeah, I thought that was great. You know, just I think, you know, he has to learn how to play with fouls, and I think, you know, that you used the word trust. I think the trust between he and I, you know, can can always be growing and improving, and, um, you never know a playoff situation, a playoff series. You know, he may need to play with fouls. And so he can learn to do that. And we can, um, you know, if he were to get a fifth, then we got to learn to play without Giannis. So just um, kind of rolled the bones. But, you know, I think it's a learning opportunity, you know, no matter how it goes. There he is, Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer here on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show. That's brought to you by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE for more. On Schneider, time now to go inside the Bucks locker room and hear from Chris Middleton, who spoke after the game tonight. We're heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Sponsored by Precision Sports, specializing in the delivery, installation, removal, and repair of basketball hoops, exercise equipment, game tables, and backyard playgrounds. Go to PrecisionSportsOnline.com. Mayor Mitch in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight. Chris Middleton, 9 of 18 from the floor, 23 points. Just behind Giannis' 24 for the scoring lead for the Bucks tonight. He spoke after the game on Fox Sports Wisconsin. Chris, earlier today, Coach Bud said your team needs to be better at finishing quarters. How do you think you did that tonight? Oh, it was pretty good. Um, we still see where we need to sharpen up and get better at, especially the last possessions of the quarter. Uh, but I thought all, all in all, it was a good effort tonight. I have to get an update. You throw down that monster dunk midway through the fourth. Who's leading in the Chris Middleton Eric Bledsoe dunk contest? I think I'm definitely up by three or four. We got to get the tape. I think Nick's got it somewhere, somewhere on his computer or hard drive, but uh, we're going to get an update here pretty soon. For fans at home who don't know, how did this heated competition begin between the two of you? Uh, he thinks he has more bounce than me. Uh, he probably does, but I could dunk more, I think, because of my size. Uh, still athletic, but uh, it's a close race so far. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt like I could put weight on it, I was like I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. There he is, Chris Middleton and Katie George in Fox Sports, Wisconsin. After the game, the Bucks win 130-113 to 113 over the Pelicans and that funky situation they got going down there. 
Bucks do get the win to snap their three-game road losing streak. Quick look at the injuries right now. George Hill out tonight. I don't know if you noticed or not, though. He was in suited up. He was in game apparel for the first time, I think, in a while. Uh, also, Sterling Brown. So we'll see if George Hill comes back. I think he's supposed to come back on this trip. So we'll see if he does make an appearance on Friday in Miami as the Bucks head over there to take on the Heat for the final time this season. Also, Sterling Brown is out with a wrist injury. We'll hopefully get an update on him at some point. It's been really quiet on that. I think the Bucks do miss some of his defensive intensity and shooting ability on the court. No question about it. They're a little bit thin at guard right now. And I also uh, saw that point pointed out on Twitter as we've been asking you guys tonight if you think the Bucks have another gear they can hit before they head to the postseason. And, you know, the, it seems like a lot of the reaction coming in at 105.7 FM, the fan, is, yeah, the Bucks are coasting. They're a little bit shorthanded. And uh, schedule's been wacky, as Josh tweets at 105.7 FM, the fan. He does believe that the Bucks have another gear. This is the dog days part of the season when everyone is just, a, just wants it over with. Their schedule has been so wacky as of late, too. No question about it. I think that Sunday situation, if you guys uh, missed that one, the Bucks had got in at 4 in the morning or whatever it was, Sunday morning into San Antonio after playing an 8 p.m. tip-off uh, here in Milwaukee and having to fly essentially overnight into San Antonio. That's probably a three-hour flight, I would imagine, to south-central Texas and San Antonio. And uh, I believe they were locked out of their hotel or something. I haven't followed up on that, but I thought that was the word. And... Uh, Conveniently, San Antonio hadn't played since Wednesday, so they had three days off. And sometimes, you know, I think that's why you see, I have a theory that teams that are coming, playing on a back-to-back, they start out hot, they might, you know, be up at half and then kind of run out of gas. And that's pretty much exactly what you saw on Sunday night as the Bucks lost to the Spurs. But they do right the ship tonight, get the 130-113 to win. Again, asking you guys at 414-799-1250. Hit us up on Facebook at one uh, facebook.com. Slash 105.7 FM The Fan. Hit us up on Twitter at 105.7 FM The Fan. I'm on Twitter at Mitch Ross MKE. Mayor Mitch in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight asking you guys if you think the Bucks have another gear they can get to. They're 51-17. and 17, Or do you think this is just, just kind of it? I think the Bucks have another gear to get to. No question about it. We'll see what Matt Velasquez has to say on the matter as we go Visit our insider coming up after a quick break here on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes post-game show. Bucks win 130 to 113. More coming up next on the fan. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. This is Sports Radio 1057 FM, the fan. Bucks win 130-113 to 113 down in New Orleans. Mayor Mitch in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer tonight. I'll be in as well on Friday night after the Bucks take on the Heat down in Miami. So keep it locked here on the fan for that one as well. Time now to hit the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and welcome in our Milwaukee basketball insider, one of our Milwaukee basketball insiders, the one who comes on the postgame show after each and every game here on the fan, Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Matt, thanks for a couple of minutes. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm just great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Um, so you saw that situation down there in New Orleans firsthand tonight. Did you get a better feel of kind of how, or kind of just a, a real a real feel for what's going on down there tonight? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of just two teams going in opposite directions. You know, the Bucks are, you know, obviously the best team in the league and record-wise. They're playing really well. 
uh, in general outside of that, uh, that that Spurs lost the other day. Uh, they know who they are. They know who they want to be. Uh, the Pelicans are kind of a hodgepodge of, of dudes. Drew um, Holiday is hurt. Uh, Anthony Davis is, is on a minutes limit, didn't play in the fourth quarter. Um, they have a bunch of guys who are, you know, playing minutes that I don't know if they play minutes other places. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a weird game. Uh, that, that's really all it came down to. Right, and the Bucks were able to kind of overcome some foul trouble from Giannis there in the first half and into the second half. Um, do you think the Bucks are? I don't know if they're in trouble, but it's just how much do you think it affects their their kind of rhythm or their moxie when Giannis? That's like I feel like that's the first game we've really seen this year with him in, in, in major foul trouble like that. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know there's been games where he's had had some decent foul trouble. Um, but you know, picking up three in the first half, half and picking up his fourth early in the third quarter, you know, it definitely you know makes things a little bit more difficult. I think he only played 11 minutes in the first half. Um, you know, I don't know if correlations causation, but you know, they didn't have a great first half, um, you know, scoring-wise. Their offense was a little bit um, off. Uh, I think that was just a, a team-wide thing, not really a missing Giannis thing. Uh, but then, you know, Bud showed some trust, left him in during the third quarter with those four fouls. Uh, Giannis paid off that trust um, by, by avoiding that, that fifth foul and, be, you know, being a big part of a 45-point third quarter. The problem for the Bucks was that they couldn't, you know, score that 40, those 45 points while also keeping the Pelicans off the board. It was you know, forty-one point quarter for them, and you know, set up a, a closer than than would be comfortable. You know, start of the fourth quarter before they were able to put things away. Do you think the Bucks are maybe coasting a little bit at this point? You know, there's only what fourteen games left now in the, in the regular season, and you know, I've been asking if you know if people think there's another gear this team can hit. It seems like a lot of the reaction is they're coasting right now. Do you think they're coasting? Uh, I think maybe that could be part of it. I think another part of it too is. I think they've played 16 of their last 22 on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been they've been on the road for a really big chunk of the past two months, um, and that that takes a toll on you. Even though you have the All Star break in the middle of that to kind of you know tone things down, you know, a bunch of the guys from the Bucks, you know, when you look at the the team and the coaching staff, you know, they were they were traveling, they were away from home, you know, during the uh, during that break, they were they were down in Charlotte, the All Star game, and all that. Um, so I think you know Chris Milton said it. After the game, he thinks the the road might be starting to wear on them a little bit. Um, obviously, it's only the second game of a three game trip right now, but I think he meant collectively just the full amount that they've been on the road. And obviously, this is the third uh, third game in four days coming off that back to back over the weekend. I think it'll be really good for them to uh, get a little R and R in Miami with with two days off before they play the the Heat on Friday. Yeah, and do you think this team can find another gear down the stretch and into the postseason? Another gear yet? I mean, they've been playing at such a high level for for all this for the entire season, basically. You know, so many games above 500. Do you think they have another? Most most contending teams seem to have another gear they can hit. Yeah, I, I think they can. I think when you look at, um, you know, just their defense hasn't been where it where it has been uh, for a lot of the season. I think that's an area where they can improve. Their offense has been really good uh, ever since adding Miritich. Um, they've they've been pretty elite offensively, regardless of, of how things shake out with the rotations. Um, and you just look at when it comes to the playoff time, you know, guys are going to start playing more minutes. You know, the, the starters. I mean, the starters in general are around 30 minutes uh, for all of them, give or take. Um, and I think in the playoffs, you'll have opportunities for guys like Giannis to stretch out to, to 40 minutes. Chris Middleton can get up, you know, towards that number two. And so instead of, you know, relying so much on their depth on their bench, they can really ride their best players. And that, you know, that should help them, um, you know, be able to be more efficient and more effective for more of the game. 
He is Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and JSOnline.com. He's on Twitter at Matt underscore Velasquez, two Zs. Matt, thanks for a couple of minutes, and we'll talk to you on Friday night, okay? All right, can't wait. There he is, Matt Velasquez again of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935. Hey, Bucks fans. Let's get tonight's Chili's MVB. Be the first to know this standout player tomorrow morning at 835 during Chuck and Winkler to win free food from Chili's. Chili's is back, baby. Back. Oh, boy, it's the moment of truth here on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show. Mayor Mitch in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer after a Bucks 130-113 victory down in New Orleans. Time now for your Chili's MVB. The first person to call in tomorrow morning on Chuck and Winkler at 835. With this name I'm about to give you, wins free food from Chili's. Again, tomorrow morning at 835. I'm going to have to go Giannis Adetokounmpo. Because really off the bench, nothing. Miritich, 4 for 10. Eh. Middleton, 9 of 18. He was pretty good. I'm going to go Giannis, though, just because you saw the foul trouble there. He was able to overcome... Stayed in there in the second half at 24 points. Ho-hum. Kind of a bad game for him points total-wise. But obviously the impact is huge, and you can go with him every night, so I'll take the easy way out tonight. Giannis Dedekumbo, your Chili's MVB. What about the next game? What do you expect from this team now? Time for some forward thinking. Sponsored by Forward Financial Partners. Moving forward together. Find your way at ffpwi.com. So we'll look ahead to the Bucks' next game, the final of three on this three-game road trip. The Bucks with the win tonight snapped their three-game road losing streak. Again, they lost to Utah, Phoenix, and San Antonio, their last three road losses. Phoenix did go ahead and beat the Golden State Warriors on Sunday night, in case you missed that, so... They're all of a sudden frisky. The Bucks take on the Miami Heat, who come in at 31 and 35 on the year. Sit at the eight seed, so this could be a playoff matchup as we get into the postseason. And the Heat are kind of playing yeah, it's decent basketball. They did lose on Sunday to the Raptors, but they had won four straight against some pretty weak Eastern Conference competition uh, coming into that. The, Haw- or the Heat are definitely a... Uh, Kind of a defensive type of team and a, and a, and a muck-up-the-game type of team that always gives Giannis trouble. I know the last couple, excuse me, the last couple games this year have been, the Bucks have cruised a little bit, so it has given me a little bit more confidence than I certainly had. I think the Bucks had lost seven straight. It was either seven straight overall or seven straight in Miami before they snapped that this year. So, um, yeah, Miami has given the Bucks trouble. I don't, not scared of them in the playoffs by any means, but... Uh, Certainly potential playoff preview with the game coming up on Friday night. We will have the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes post-game show after that one. A 7 o'clock Central Time tip-off, even though it is in Miami. Yours truly will be on the mic again after that one for the Milwaukee Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes post-game show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer out tonight as well. My thanks to you guys for listening. That's going to about do it for us here tonight on tonight's edition of the show. Thanks to Matt Velasquez. Thanks to the chairman of the DJ Wilson Fan Club. I guess I'm co-chair of that as well. And Nick Bode, other side of the glass, 
as well, doing the updates, producing the show, getting everything done behind the scenes for us here tonight. Bucks win 130 to 113 from the Smoothie King Center down in New Orleans in that funky situation with Anthony Davis. We'll talk to you guys after the game again on Friday on the Pick and Save Milwaukee Probes postgame show. Talk to you after the game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.